This is the Seven Figure Standard Podcast, hosted by Arash Vasugi and Mikey Stiller, with mindset and strategies to help you break through and create personal freedom. Hello, and welcome back to the Seven Figure Standard Podcast. I'm Mikey Stiller, and I'm so thrilled to welcome you back for another episode. Join with my co-host, Araj Vasugi. Hey, Araj, how are you doing? Very good, Mike. How are you? I am doing good. I'm excited to get into today's topic, which is going to be all about creating and maintaining new habits, which is something that's so important, and I know you have a lot of insight on. So break it down for us. What is the first process of deciding what new habit you want to implement and then getting started and implementing it? Well, the first thing you have to do is observe and decide exactly what you want. Your habits are part of your process that you create from what you're trading your life for. So we have to decide exactly what we want first. We have to understand this. We have to decide exactly what we want, what we're working towards. Number two, we have to ask ourselves, which we've talked a lot about in the past, about are we willing to pay the price? Because your habit is going to take effort in the beginning. It's going to take conscious effort to replace the old habits. And take a look at your current behaviors. Which ones do not serve you towards your goal, towards once you've decided exactly what you want? The interesting thing about our behaviors, if we look at them from a neutral place, everybody look at your behaviors over the last 24 hours, 48 hours. Those behaviors are reflecting to us our deepest core beliefs about ourselves. So you could look at it and a lot of people will lie to themselves and say, oh, I've got great behaviors. Then you look at it, you said, oh, I'm operating at a six. That's not going to work for my goal. And understand in the beginning, you're going to have to replace that old part of your paradigm and program. And that takes conscious effort. So the first thing we have to do is decide exactly what we want. Then we have to observe our habits and say, which ones no longer serve me to get to where I want to go. And then I want to replace them. And the interesting thing about habits, they make or break us. So if everyone looks at their results right now, those results will tell them where their habits are that are already automatized. And if you go to what the research states on brain plasticity, It takes 66 days to embed a new habit where it's automatized. You want it to be automatized where it would be harder not to do than to do it. Then you add another one. But the mistake people make is they're trying to change three habits at a time. Focus on your most important habit first. Maybe that habit is disciplining yourself not to let the outside disturb you. Maybe it's to take one action out of your comfort zone. Imagine if you had a habit of really stretching, of doing one significant thing every day out of your comfort zone, you're going to create over a 60, 90, 120 day period, a massive quantum leap in your results. Raj, this is so good already. And you made such a good point about deciding what you want first, because there's going to be days when you don't feel like doing this new habit. And if you don't have that compass of why you're doing it, anchoring you into it, you're not going to have the motivation and then you're not going to have the discipline. I think a lot of times we see people who have really good habits, right? We see someone who is up at 5 a.m. and they're doing their daily study, or we see someone who has really good eating habits, really good study habits, really good work habits, and we think that they're just wired that way, right? We write it off like, oh, wow, they're just wired that way. Like, that's great for them. But that's not the case. And so talk about how nobody's just wired to be an extremely 
diligent person with amazing habits, they had to work to implement those and install those habits in their life, just like you're going to have to. Yeah, I was kind of laughing when you were saying that because I remember when I made waking up at 5 a.m. a habit, I hated it. <laughs> like the first 10 days, I mean, I honestly was resisting it every single day. But I made a commitment that I was going to do it to see what it would work because I wanted to create an absolute kick-ass morning ritual for myself. And I told myself I'd get up at five. And I remember the first 10 days for me were really took a lot of resiliency to force myself to get out of bed. But then after 10 days, I never felt better. And I was never more productive. And the difference between winners and losers, the winners don't want to do certain things, but they do them anyway. It's the same thing that people are losing don't want to do, but they continue not doing them. You know, it's easy to do and not do. Jim Rohn used to say that. And I think it's the most accurate philosophy. It's things are easy to do or not to do. But when you attach a why and connect a why to it, And that's what I did with the 5 a.m. of getting up at 5 a.m. I attached a why because I wanted to see how different my mornings would be. And it changed the game for me. And now it would be harder not to do than to do it. So, you know, it's interesting because in the beginning, your old program is going to fight you. Your old thinking is going to fight you. You're going to start rationalizing, but you got to catch it. And this is where we, to create world-class results, It requires full-time commitment, not part-time commitment. Part-time commitment, part-time results. See, I think the biggest shame that I watch people is they're always holding back. That's a habit. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play not to lose. And it is a terrible habit because it's the one thing that holds people back from creating an extraordinary life and really creating a world-class life is going all in. See, right now, ask yourself, are you all in? Then ask yourself if you're full of crap. See, most times people say they're all in and they're lying to themselves. You'll know if you're all in because your behaviors will match what all in is. You'll know you're all in because you're not responding. You're saying, I'll figure out the way. You know you're all in because you're doing that hour of discipline, consistent daily study on getting better. Getting better is a habit. We've got to understand that. We want to make that part of our philosophy that I am getting better. Every day, I'm not focused on the outcome. I'm focused on my effort. That's a habit. That's a change of thinking. So we have all these habits. A lot of people will look at habits of, I've got to do these actions. They're not wrong. They have to do action because without action, it's delusion. But how do we get into action? We have to have a habit of thinking from our goal, thinking in a certain way. Because to achieve your big goal, you must first accept that idea. This is what I'm doing no matter what. That's where it starts. Then the paradigm is going to constantly fight you. It's going to start rationalizing. It's going to give you double binding messages. It's going to try to give you out and you say, no, I do not accept it. This is where I'm going. And that's the difference between somebody who's going to create effortless success. Because in the beginning, it's going to be difficult. Everything in the beginning is difficult. In the middle, it's going to really be murky. You may start, stop, but keep persisting. In the end, it's going to be effortless. It's going to be such, like, you're going to say, how did I not do this? 
Like this is how we create mastery. But we have to look at what we're doing with our impact. Impact has to be a habit, like the type of contribution we're doing. So when you're deciding what you want, understand contribution is going to be associated with it. And I want you to make a habit of contributing at the highest way, not what I can get, but what I can give. And then you're going to be rewarded the greatest. Raj, I'm glad that you brought up impact right there, because I think that there's going to be you know, different habits that you want to install in your life that have a bigger impact than others, right? You could install a habit that really has no effect on your success, really has no effect on improving your life, but sure, you have a new great habit. How do you choose which habit to install based on results and getting you closer to your goal? I don't choose it. My goal chooses it. Mm -hmm. So I look at whatever my goal is, and then I study people who've already achieved that goal. And then I will watch them. I will read autobiographies. I will look at other people's stories because success leaves clues. But I don't believe I choose my habits. I think my goal chooses them. My goal chooses the process. So then I start mimicking people who are already further on than me. And I watch their habits and I say, oh, that's it. That's where my habits come from. I understand that I can't think from my old self's thinking. I can't do what I've done to get to here and expect to get to something much further. And so I believe my goal chooses the habits and I have to do the research and say, what are those habits? I mean, I can give them to you because I've done it so many times. I know the habits that are essential. One of them is operating with a much higher standard that you're currently operating with and holding to that. It's building significant discipline. It's operating with the attitude that you're the most optimistic, passionate person you know. And it's never letting the outside disturb you, constantly being flexible, not rigid. The people who are rigid are playing it safe. If you're rigid right now listening to this, I promise you, you're not letting the essence of you come out. See, I always tell people, I can't give you confidence, confidence you already have. You've just got to let it out. I can't give you excellence. Excellence is already inside of you. You've got to bring out that excellence. And how you do it is by working with a bigger idea of yourself and coming from the goal. And when you work with a bigger idea of yourself and you want to bring out excellence or you want to bring out these great qualities, you do that through discipline and doing things like installing new habits, right? Yeah, that's how you do it. See, we got to understand a term that I've fallen in love with. And what we teach is world-class, but world-class is inspired by change, constantly be evolving. Personal transformation is the deal. If somebody is not transforming, they're not going to where they want to go. So when we're rigid, we're not transforming. When we're open, we're transforming. When we remove scarcity, we're transforming. And that's what we want to look at. All right. So another question for you, you talked about winners do the things that they have to do and losers don't. It's as easy as that. And there's going to be days when you don't feel like doing these new habits, even when it becomes a discipline, there's days that you're just not going to feel like doing it. So how do you will yourself to do it anyway? Is my first question. But I also want to know why is it that we talk ourselves into thinking that, Oh, you know what? I'll probably still get there. Even if I don't do it today, even if I miss today, it's probably fine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times I don't want to do things, but I do them because I have a commitment and my goal really means something to me. See, we have to breathe life into our vision, into our goals to bring it to life. So it's very normal. Not every day you're going to be 
super motivated. But motivation is not what's going to get you to the finish line. Discipline is. When you have a commitment, discipline takes you to the finish line. And for your second part of your question, it's because we negotiate with ourselves. We say, oh, tomorrow I'll do it. Oh, this I'll do it. I remember yesterday, I forgot that I had an appointment with my personal trainer. And I had it at two o'clock. And I finished doing some of our group coaching calls. And I told my wife, there's something I got to do. I don't remember what it is. I was so locked into what I was doing. Well, I could have easily negotiated with myself and said, no, I just texted my trainer. I said, I'm running 10 minutes late. And I had a commitment because I'm committed to my growth in that area. See, when we're committed, even when we're not at our best, where I wasn't focused on it, I recalibrated myself so I didn't negotiate down. Too many people are losing out on so many opportunities because they're negotiating down saying, tomorrow I'll do this. I mean, how many of you said, you know, I'll do this when this happens. I'll do this when the first of the year. See, you lost. Where we build confidence and confidence is going to be demanding to improve your habits is through the doing. This is why we've got to do it now. See, don't negotiate with yourself. We've all done it. I've done it. I'm not saying I've never done it, but I'm always operating either. There's two selves. There's our higher self and our weaker self. Our higher self is our commitments. Our higher self is when we're seeing ourselves as the best. Our weaker self is when we negotiate. Our weaker self is tapping out of the week on Wednesday. Our weaker self is when we're connected to our ego. That, you know, your weaker self is your enemy. It's not the competition out in the marketplace. This is you versus you. But if you keep going to your higher self, you will mix your commitment with your why. And even when you don't want to do it, you'll do it. That's so good. You know, I always think about how if I tell my kids that I'm going to pick them up from school, I don't just not feel like it and not show up to pick them up at school. Or if I tell you that I'm going to do something in our business, I don't just not do it because I committed to you that I would. And that means something to me. But so often we'll make a commitment to ourselves and it means nothing. Why is it that our commitments to other people mean more to us than our commitment? And I'm not talking about you and I, I'm just talking about the population in general, mean more to us than the commitments to ourselves or the ones that we make to ourselves are easier to break. It's because we don't honor ourselves. See, we have to develop self-respect. We have to develop self-love. And a lot of people are more worried about what other people are thinking, so they don't want to disappoint other people. But once we start honoring ourselves, we're building worthiness inside of us. Now, worthiness is very important because we can't achieve anything we don't feel subconsciously worthy of. And so we want to honor ourselves and get to know ourselves. Like get to know ourselves when we're negotiating and catch it. See, we all have a baseline. And The minute we fall under that baseline, we go to fight or flight. And we've got to catch ourselves before we go to fight or flight, because that's where the negotiation happens. If we catch it, nope, and then go upwards, that's where you're going to catch yourself and create win after win. This is so good. And this goes back to something that you said a long time ago. I think you've said it on the podcast before, where you said, Bob asked you what you were studying. And you said, I'm studying myself. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to study yourself, to know yourself, to know what your tendencies are, where you start to negotiate with yourself, where you're slipping, 
we talk about just like understanding your own tendencies because everybody is different. Well, I was studying this philosophy for so long and I was creating really good results. But then I knew something was missing. It was always out there somewhere, right? And then I started studying me. So I was connecting every part of this philosophy towards me, how I was behaving. That's why I said, look at your behaviors. They'll reflect what you're doing or not doing, but they're really reflecting your deepest belief system about you. So when I started studying me, I started observing when I would shrink or when I would grow. What was the triggers to that? So by knowing yourself, that's when you know, like I could say higher self, lower self. And if somebody is not observing themselves, they're not going to know that. See, there's not one person on this planet that cannot 10x what they're doing right now. There's not one. But in order to do that, they've got to commit. They've got to work with a bigger idea and they've got to get to know themselves. Like I love finding my weaknesses. I love them. Like I don't shrink to my weaknesses. I'm like, I get to work on this. I get to do this. So when a weakness comes out of me and I'm like, oh, isn't this interesting? I didn't even know it was there. And it's always a residual from my past that I never dealt with. So I love looking at them. And why? Because I know myself. I know like something I'm ignoring. I've got to stop ignoring that. That's why a few weeks ago, I said on the podcast, we have to find what part of our mindset that we have to release that no longer serves us. And the only way you could find it is by defining it by observing yourself. That's so good, Araj. All right. Why don't we get into an action step for today? Well, what I recommend everyone to do is study somebody you admire that has already achieved what you want to achieve and then start making that part of your identity. One of those two behaviors and then look at your habits. So this is twofold. Look at your goal of what you want between now and the end of the year. Set a short-term goal and really lock in on it. Really lock in on that idea and only have controlled attention. Controlled attention is where we're putting all the intention in there. And I'll give you another one that I just thought of because we're talking about habits. If we're going to install habits, we've got to install a belief process. So write out exactly who you want to be in one or two sentences. And then literally three, four times a day, set an alarm and repeat that to yourself for three or four minutes and do it from now until the end of the year. I know we have less than 66 days, but it'll create so much belief in you, which is required for your habit. Your habit requires a certain level of belief. And if you start doubting it, just keep doing it, but do it with emotion. I'm so happy and grateful now that I am doing X and I love it. Like do it over and over and over again. Install that belief process between now and the end of the year. Now, if you miss a day, you have to start over at day one. Do it until you get to 66 days where you automatize that belief. And that's what I would recommend. Perfect. Thank you so much, Raj, and thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Seven Figure Standard Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review and share it with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week with another episode. Thanks, Raj. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seven Figure Standard. We hope you found the insights and strategies helpful on your journey to success. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more people like you. To learn more about Arash and Mikey and how Voss Coaching Co. can help you achieve your goals and reach new levels of success, visit VossCoachingCo.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of 7 Figure Standard.